right, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It's episode 25, and what, a quarter a quarter of a way through, I don't know how many episodes, I know we got a lot going, but uh, yeah, we're back, we're here. Welcome to the L3 edition of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to hear, we're going to talk a lot, a lot about L3, but before we get any further, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, how are we? Going good, man. You know, getting ready for this game tomorrow and see what's going to happen in the group stage too, as well as we finish out. I, I, I know the nerves are are starting to build up. Everything around me, selection is uh, is is starting to feel a bit tense. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk as to why we would have thought maybe we'd be on a happier note coming into this uh into this podcast, only because we thought by then we'd probably have a spot secured. But as fate would have it. Nothing is secured as of yet, and maybe that's why we're in the group of death. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. You know, a lot of people coming in, you know, didn't think this would be a group of death, but you know, you see it play out now, and you look at it, and it is a group of death. You know, a lot of people said too that Argentina, with one point, still had a chance to qualify. When Mexico has six points, they still have a chance to get eliminated. And so, you know, you never know what's going to happen in this football world. Nope. And and to put it in in context, even South Korea, <clears throat> who has no points in this group could still go on and advance mathematically speaking of course so a, a lot a lot for us to talk about mr leva on the group and in the in the live chat has said i am super nervous and i think he speaks for a lot of us if not all of us as to say we are nervous we are definitely definitely on the brink of pulling our hairs out we're ready for tomorrow's matchup we're going to talk about everything we're going to recap what happened against uh south korea and we're going to get into everything dylan are you ready to go let's get to this man let's get right into this let's talk a little bit let's recap what happened last saturday against south korea and after the and after that we'll move on and we'll talk and we'll preview sweden which i will feel will take a little bit more time during the pod so we'll, we'll talk briefly because i think this game was kind of kind of cut clear exactly what the objective was we got it through um there was a couple of mistakes that maybe we talk about and 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 try to address here and try to move forward into sweden's matchup so dylan uh let's start off as always where we always start off lineups no real big change except one one out of uh the 11 players was rotated and that was Hugo Ayala was left out while Etan Alvarez made his first official debut start in a World Cup. How did you feel about the lineups coming out and how did you feel about Osorio only making one rotation? Well, first off, big big round of applause for our boy Etan Alvarez. You know, I know me and you praise him a lot too and we know this kid's got a lot going. But anyways, back to the lineup, you know, I see this lineup and you know, I see it really good. You know, I I see some good things going, you know, not a really whole lot of changes. You know, I was kind of expecting two, possibly three changes, but I don't see that. You see one change and it really pays off in the end. You know, um, on another note, you know, we see Edson go out and really perform too because, you know, 20 years old, World Cup debut, you know, it's still a long way to road to go for him too as well. But, you know, it was really good. You know, I feel like the team played together as a whole um, before the substitutions were made. But, you know, that's a different story. We'll get into that too as well. But, you know, it's a strong lineup, you know, I guess you could say in a sense, you know, the strongest two that we can put out. 
No, yeah, I agree. And and the fact that there was only one rotation, I think, actually helped to balance that because, like you said, the team worked as worked as well as they could as a unit. And because there was no so much, there wasn't that much of rotation. It was a, they, you know, they all knew each other. They've all been training like this. And I think we've gotten to the point where now Juan Carlos Osorio trusts in all these twenty-three players that he has that he knows what his core is and he knows exactly who he wants out there. And there's no need to tinker with the with 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 the formation anymore. So, you know, that was good. I I, I think the lineup as, as soon as I saw it, I thought perfect. We didn't change much. You know, what worked against Germany should definitely work against South Korea. And little by little, it, it started showcasing. I think we talked about it a little bit on the podcast. It was a, a bit of an unknown kind of, you know, ordeal that we didn't know whether or not South Korea was going to come attack us because they knew we knew how desperate they were for points or if they were going to let us have the ball and they were going to try to get us on the counter. It was definitely the latter in that sense because we had most of the ball position. We had most of the attack going forward. And South Korea did what uh, their game plan was, which was try to use and abuse uh, Hyun Sung's speed and try to get us on the counter attack. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, one thing, too, that pops out, all those fouls, I mean, you, you you would think, you know, all those fouls, you know, you would see a yellow card. You know, you didn't really see that, you know, a lot in the beginning, too. But, no, I mean, all the pressure, too, you know, the, uh, Korea was applying a lot of pressure, too, whenever we'd get on the ball. You know, it seemed like they were for, trying to force a mistake out of us, you know. But, you know, we didn't really make those mistakes until the second half. And if there's one thing I, I, I kind of want to give praise to South Korea was because was for those all those fouls that they made on us. I think even though it sucks because, you know, they're hitting us, I think it was very smart of them because they were trying to in, uh, disrupt our play. They saw that we had some good passing. We were stringing along very well, and they were trying to break that up. And the fact that even though we kept getting foul, foul after foul after foul, regardless whether there was a yellow card or not, you saw that these players knew that they had to keep going with that same mentality, and it didn't really disrupt our play at all. No, no, not at all. You know, there, there was, we had a lot of good chances too going forward. You know, just some things you know uh, lacking in the final third a little bit too as well. Um, some finishing, you know, maybe a, a pass or two that you know that you could have given off. You know, to to finish to find the back of the net. But you know, just just those things going forward too, and that's something that we saw in the Germany game too as well. Was just some some decision making in, in the final third too as well. Yeah, and and, and and you know, praise to the boys because I think they've been doing things well correctly and. You know, just to kind of move past that, but it, I, I think that 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 all worked well, and I think ultimately we get a goal uh, off a penalty, which mm-hmm. uh, I think for me it was a clear cut penalty. What about for you? Yeah, definitely a clear cut penalty too as well. So Vela uh, steps up and you know he scores wonderful. Uh, before that though, we had a, I wouldn't want to say we had clear cut chances because we didn't. I don't think until the penalty there was an actual clear-cut opportunity like that. Uh, we had a couple of good passes. We, str- we we strung this team along very well. Uh, the only thing that concerns me and that keeps concerning me to this day is the fact that there is no real big end product from us. Uh, I think we mentioned it in the game against Germany. It looks like we're watching America play again because uh, it looks like that you know, final decision making in the final third. It's 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 looking it's it's looking rather weak. It looks like we just can't get that final clear cut pass to go through sometimes. And because of that, I think uh, you know, I, I I think we're lacking a bit offensively. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. But you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, you you see you see a goal, you know, from Chicharito. Obviously, you see a goal from um, Herman Lozano too as well. But you know, it just seems you know. 
there's it's two different ways this game ended. You know, as the game progressed on against Germany, you see the players get tired. You see the players, you know, getting a little sloppy whenever it goes to the final third too as well. But you know, you don't you don't necessarily see that either in the career game. In my in my opinion, you know, a little bit. You know, it's just you know the substitutions. You know, something that we talk about the substitutions is what you know killed us in the end too as well. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people wanted to see Corona come on. You know, but Corona didn't do nothing. You know. Uh, Giovanni coming on, Giovanni not producing much either. Rafa Marquez coming on from Guardado. You know, obviously, Guardado, you know, a lot of people can say that they want more from Guardado, you know. So, you know, it's, it's just interesting to see these these substitutions too as as well coming on, you know, because that's whenever we lost control of the game a little bit, I guess you can say, whenever these substitutions came on. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on the subject about the substitutions in, in just a little bit. I, I kind of want to bring it back to the, to the offensive. Uh, look, we have a total of three goals in this group stage so far, with only one goal conceded, which sucks. I I really wish we would have closed out that game with a clean sheet. It it, it would have meant the world to us, especially coming up tomorrow and seeing how the group is going to be defined. Um, but I I feel like you know a, a goal difference of 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 two in the sense because of course we've scored three, conceded one. Um, I I think that looks a little bit rather weak. From a sense that uh, we're actually, I, I think we've played better than that. I, I, I think we've deserved more goals. Uh, I think you know, you and Brian uh, talked about it too on on, on last week's pod. Uh, my prediction of four nil could have easily have gone through if 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 we if we had our shooting boots on that day against Germany. Um, I'm not gonna say that my prediction again for four nil was was close against Korea because I don't feel like we had that much opportunities. I think the only one that I can remember besides the goals was a opportunity that Layun uh, just took a first time shot uh, and, and it went over the crossbar or I think the goalkeeper tipped it over. I, I'm, I'm not so sure, but that was only the real, the only clear cut opportunity I, I can remember. Yeah, no, no, I, um, I get, it. I mean, you know, at the end of the day too, you know, man, you, you see it, you know, you got, you got to, finish your chances in training too as well you got to lead it up in training too which you know we got to see some chances finish too against uh sweden coming up too as well and so you know it's like like we said too that goal differential matters in the end too as well and it can really play a factor come tomorrow too yeah depending depending on the outcome yeah and and we'll talk a little bit more about Sweden right now in a little bit. But I just kind of want to focus on the first forty five minutes right now of Korea, and, and we go into the half leading f- with a with a one goal margin. Um, I think the team looked well. I think the team played very well. I, I I know that we were playing under some pretty hot temperatures over there in Russia, which I think didn't help uh, as much. I, I I think some of the te- some of the players looked a little bit drained. Uh, Would have liked it that the referee gave a water break, but. You know, unfortunately that he didn't. But I think you close out the first forty-five minutes. You look at this team. You look at what they were doing. You saw the the the, the football that we were displaying. I think you give it a thumbs up and, and you say, "Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good performance in the first forty-five. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then uh, second half comes around, which I think is is important because uh, I I think this is when 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 things start to shift a little bit in in in, in a different context because. We start off very well because we score that goal. You know, Chicharito scores. We're, we're ecstatic and, and, and everything, you know, seems perfectly fine. Then come the substitutions, like you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. And that's when the team starts to slowly fall apart. Um, to be honest, I didn't I, I, I didn't like the way all three of them came in. The You know, the rhythm was off 
they they just didn't seem to be perfectly and 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 look Rafa Marquez when he came in against Germany he I think he had a pretty decent game you know he comes in for Guardado who like you said uh, I don't know if people are expecting a lot more I I guess I am too because you know he's he's kind of our captain in that sense you know what he's capable of um but I think if you focus on his game and and you focus on what he's meant to do on that pitch I think he has more of a more of a quiet role in in the same sense that maybe Guido Rodriguez doesn't have the most you know brightest role in America when 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 we talk about them but if you really focus on his game you see he's all over the pitch and he's doing so much for the team. And I think that's what Guardado is doing in this sense, that he's not going to be the Hector Herrera. He's going to be more quiet, a little bit more conservative in the sense that he is now having the task of covering up for all the space that Hector Herrera is going to leave and making sure that the midfield is held. Uh, you know, he has experience. He knows how he knows how to play the position and he knows how to do it well. But Back to my point, Rafa Marquez comes in. I feel like he's just a little bit off. I mean, he almost gives up a goal, you mm-hmm. know, in, in that back pass to Ochoa. Um, miraculously, I don't know how we don't concede, but uh, he just he just seemed a bit off. And then you go on and you see Tecatito Corona come in. You, I'd expect more from him, a lot more from him within the time that you got. Didn't seem to be the best Tecatito. And then, of course, Giovanni Dos Santos came in and... I, I don't know what to say about that. It just it, he he seemed he seemed that like it looked like we were playing with ten men at at that point. It, he just was nowhere at that. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, give me your take on these substitutions. No, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, you really said it all. I mean, you can, you can even see it in the stats line too as well. You know, if if you if you like to look at the stats too, I mean, we go from we go from ninety percent pass accuracy in the first half to eighty three. In the second half, you know, in, in, you know whether we started off, you know whether you, if you want to say we started off as good as we did the second, uh, the, um, at the end of the first half and the second, you know obviously the substitutions played a part in it too. I mean even even ball possession. I mean it was it's not by much. Uh, from Korea having fifty one percent and us forty nine percent in the second half, but still, I mean you know it says a lot too that our game went down in the second half. You know I think another player that uh, I think did not have the best of his game was Hector Moreno. I mean, he, I don't know, he he seemed also a bit off. I don't know if it was the heat, whatever the situation may have been, but I don't know. What what was your take? Uh, I think Hector Moreno had a decent game. I think really if you're going to want to point out a weak spot in this back line, um, it's, it could be debatable between Gallardo or Edson Alvarez, really, to be honest. You know, but but I, I feel like I feel like the back line had a, had a decent game. Obviously, Carlos Acedo, you know, the guy to be. Out of this back line, you know, I, I, he really had a wonderful game. He put on a clinic, if you yeah, ask me. Him, because my goodness, you, you if you want to know how much this World Cup means to a player, look at the way he's been playing. There has been shots where he has flung his body in front of. I mean, literally, he doesn't care where it hits him, how it hits him, or what, what, whatever the consequences are going to be. He is throwing himself in Big front of shots. the line. And then there are shots that you think, wow, this this could cause us trouble. But he is throwing himself out there on the line. Um, I think he's been the best defender for us. Yeah, yeah, I, I really think so too. And you know, that says a lot too. Playing next to Hector Moreno, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it really does. You know, um, you know, in a sense too, you you want you want to think, you know, this this is good for him. You know, not trying to say nothing bad about Nestor Rajo, but you know. If you look at it, it could have it could have easily been Gallardo, Moreno, Arajo, and probably Salcedo in that right back position. Exactly. 
And I think Sassuolo prefers to have that center back spot. He feels more at home with that. But mm-hmm. um, I think the back line did not have their best game, but um, it, it 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 definitely they did more than enough to get the result out out. And um, I guess really quickly, uh, who for you who who kind of stood out in in this game in a positive note? It really, man, it's it's really hard to tell. A lot of people saying Carlos Vela. You know, obviously. I like Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela actually absolutely did amazing. But, you know, it's really hard to choose whenever you want to look at Carlos Vela or Carlos Salcedo, too, as well. So, I think either or the either of the two Carloses, uh, for me, I'm, I'm going with Vela. I, I, the, I think he's just orchestrating our midfield fantastic. The, him playing in that camera, I think, has been the best move by uh, Juan Carlos Osorio. Yeah, I, mean, I think so, too. If you see the way he – because this is a Carlos Vela that – isn't the fastest anymore. He's not the best winger, but you put him in that midfield role and he will string out a pass. He will move the ball around. He will kind of, you know, get the team going, get the team moving. And that's great. He can take on two, three players, release the ball and then boom, open space. You know, it's, 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 it's fantastic. The way he's been moving around, the way he's just orchestrating the midfield, the way he's leading the attack. Um, I, 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 I couldn't be happier with his performance. And then, and I think it's great because this is a, a guy that, you know, a lot of people were criticizing because of his move to LAFC. A lot of people had doubts whether or not he was going to be, you know, in this best form for the World Cup. And, you know, come to it, he's, I think he's been, if not our best player, one of the best players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really think so, too. And, I, I mean, in the end, uh, I, th- I think we played a, a good, solid game of football. I think we were unfortunate to concede. Um, I think we held Korea off very, very well. Like I said, there was a couple of times in 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 defense where we looked a bit shaky on the counterattack. But um, like I said, I, I think the backline did more than enough. And uh, it was unfortunate that we can see that goal in what kind of what the 89th minute, 90th minute. No, it wasn't. It wasn't stoppage time. I think. Was it? Well, yeah, either, either yeah. Way, uh, it was unfortunate. I, I felt bad because I think we did so well. And then the Ochoa fan in me was very, very bitter because that means he is not he, – he's just one step back from that golden glove. Um, but I think in the end, it, it, if you look at everything, I think we were definitely the, the, the team that deserved the win, and I think we definitely outplayed Korea in, in certain points of the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, you know, I think I'd give this this performance maybe a B plus. You know, I'd give it a, definitely an A. If we hadn't conceded that goal so late, uh, but you know, you know, there's there's some questions surrounding you know the substitutions as well, and as well as the finishing too, as well, and creating some chances too, as well going forward. But you know, uh, overall, a, a, a good good solid performance. You know, I'll take it. Uh, B plus, like I said. I think a B plus. I'd give it a B. A B, close to a B minus. I think we could have done things better, especially on the offense. I. I we have so much explosive power. Um, I, th- I, th- I think we, we, we just got to get it right. Um, and here's someone that uh, we haven't mentioned yet, but I think Miguel Ayun, again, another great performance by him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I really think him being in that midfieldish winger position you know, really really says a lot, too, about him. And, you know, it's really great to see him not only doing it here, but also doing it in Sevilla, too, whenever he was playing with Sevilla. And it's it's fantastic. Shout out to him. It was his birthday yesterday. So happy birthday to you, Miguel. We know you listen to this. It, it helps you go to sleep at night. Um, it's 
it's it's fantastic because he's playing in a position where, like you said, he he he's done it a bit for Sevilla, um, but it's 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 not really his na- his nature. His nature is on on the left left hand side yeah. of the field of the field, and um, he's doing things just so well. And I think the reason why he's there is uh, because tactically he will listen to what what was instructed of him. And I think his instructions, if, if you look at these last two games, they're very simple. The, Super simple, but sometimes extremely hard to follow at times. His task is really just stay out wide. When they attack at us, drop back, help out, cover. And when we're on the attack, sprint up into the open space. Never veer off. Just on that right-hand side, up and down, up and down, up and down, all game long. And he's, he's, he's fulfilled it exceptionally well. Yeah, it really has, you know, coming back to that, you know, he's at, at that peakness in his fitness too as well, it seems like, to be doing that. And for full 90 minutes, you know, it really says something. It, it shows how much uh, how much he's been working physically. Mm-hmm. And remember, at, really the start of, at, at the start of the year, people were questioning Miguel Ayun because he wasn't even fielding himself for, for Porto. It, it, a lot of quite people were going to question, is he going to be even fit for the World Cup? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then luckily he got that loan move too, and you know being at Sevilla really helped out a lot, you know tactically and you know getting fit too, getting some minutes, you know, because obviously you know playing on that left side, the right side, in the midfield, sometimes at the wing uh, winger position too, you know, you know he's just versatile. He is, he is. So shout out to Lajundowski, who uh, who I think he 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 can grab himself a goal this World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I know I feel like if he was on the left side, maybe we would have seen something by now. But you know, there, there, there's some there's some chances you know that he's had, and there's some chances that you know just just way off. But you know, maybe. there's one thing I will criticize about him is keep your shots low, my guy. Mm-hmm. Keep your shots low. That's all I'm asking <laughs> for you. You would have had two goals by now if you did so. Um, but yeah, uh, Leiva has has commented that Jesus Gallardo wasn't that good either. Um, I think he did. He, he he wasn't exceptional like he was against Germany, but I think he had a pretty decent game against South Korea. Um, I, I don't really have much bad things to say about anyone except, you know, maybe a couple of mistakes here and there, especially from our for, from our subs. I, I, I think they, sh- they, they should have came in with a better rhythm. But I think all in all, the, the, the team the team displayed well. And uh, and again, maybe just to toot Edson Alvarez's own horn, uh, he there was one play where uh, he and Sung just absolutely did him. And I think after that, he he's like, no, this is not happening again. And he just became a wall in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. But. So, final whistle blows goes. It's uh, it's two one. What is uh, what, what are your end? What what do you concur after that? Um, really a good game. You know, just a a little nervous trying to see how that Sweden Germany game goes, and I we all know how that ended. You know, so unbelievable. I, yeah, <laughs> I know, man. I, I I saw that, and, and I got up and screamed, and my grandparents just looked at me like, "What the hell?" <laughs> they thought something bad happened to me or something. <laughs> well, it was bad because I mean, with 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 that result, we would have been secured. Yeah, yeah, we, we would have, but like, I don't know. I mean, it makes me nervous too going into tomorrow's game. Well, I think overall the final whistle blows, and and I think you 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 realize that the team did well, except there's a couple of things that we need to fix. Um, yeah. Like I said on the counter. There was a couple of times we made mistakes. There was a couple of times where 
you know, offensively, we could have done better. And I think uh, our good friend uh, from uh, Football Forever, the subs, they got to get better. Yeah, they got to get better. And I'm not saying so much it's on Juan Carlos Osorio because I think he made the right substitutions. Mm-hmm. I just think that these substitutions didn't come in and make an impact. Yeah, uh, yeah. The only one maybe I would question is the Giovanni Santos one. Maybe I would have put in Marco Fabian mm-hmm. instead. Uh, but oh, overall, I, for what he's putting in and, and for the people that came in – they, they, they were the right choices for me, but I, I think they just have to come in better. So yeah, hopefully, you move on from that and 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 come tomorrow, things are better, and 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 the players realize that because there's a lot there's a lot on the line. You know, a lot of people say six points, you're 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 at least guaranteed into the next round, but not it, not this time. No, at this point, not. And so, so anything else you want to add on? Um, no. No, I feel like I feel like we talked about it a good a good sense. Really. Alrighty. Well, Mexico wins two one against South Korea. That did put us at six points, still at six points with a goal differential of plus two. Uh, really, I, I I think it's 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 going very very well for us. The team looked motivated. The players looked motivated, and I, I think one of the most beautiful moments was seeing that these players afterwards went over and started celebrating with their families. You know, Edson. Sharing a picture with his mom, uh, Carlos Salcedo, you know, Memo Cho with his family, all these players that went out and and and, and you know, it, it showed how much they're bonded not only with the team but with their families outside too, and all the support that they're having, especially after this whole you know kind of big commotion that happened, of course, be, you know, with the alleged scandal and everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So, you know, nervous going forward, but at the same time, you know. I feel pretty confident about it going forward too as well. All righty. Well, we end that game and that roller coaster of emotions that was Saturday. And then we move on and we kind of have to shift and talk about this Sweden game. So let's preview what is supposed to be the most, I, I even said it myself when, when, when this, uh, when the group came out, the most important game against Sweden. Uh, it's, uh, it's tomorrow. At uh, seven p seven a.m. Pacific time, at uh, nine a.m. for you, right, Dylan? Yes, Central time. Central time, and that's of course ten o'clock for our friends over in the East Coast. Bright and early to get your day going. For those of you who are going to miss work, I salute you. For those of you who will be at work and will somehow be sneaking in that game, I salute you as well. So, however you're watching the game, it doesn't matter. Point is, you're going to be in that emotional roller coaster with the rest of the world in deciding Mexico's fate for the upcoming round. Let's talk about what Mexico needs to do in order to get a result against Sweden. And Dylan, I asked you, what is a result for tomorrow? What is really? what, what is considered a result? A, a win, you know. I want I want to win, but you know, we we get through with the draw, but you know, I feel like this team is in, has embedded in their mind that we that we can do this so we can go out there and get a win. So we're gonna go three for three, is what uh, is is the expectation, correct? That's that's is exactly what we want. Um, and let's let's be let's be realistic about this. We've never gone three for three at a World Cup. Um, I think it was a great stat pointed out by uh, by Cari Torres. For those of you guys who know who she is, she did a great, uh, great preview on uh, Foot, ne- Foot Max Nation on on tomorrow's game. Make sure you guys check it out if you guys haven't done so. But she, she goes on and she states that you know we haven't gone three for three, and this is a great opportunity to do so. 
Um, the team knows that that's what they want. The team knows that they're obligated to do so because at the end of the day, you can't rely on just holding off for a draw. You got to go out there and you got to play to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you, you take that too and you carry that momentum over into the into the knockout stages too as well. Correct. And I think that's the most important part, momentum. You know, if you got it, use it, especially whether you're, you know, whether you're carrying that over from a group stage or you're carrying it over into the uh, knockout stages. At the end of the day, it's a boost. It it, it helps motivate players. It helps them, you know, keep going. And it's important to realize that. So Sweden, we know that they go on, they're going to go out and they're going to play to win. They have to. No other result will guarantee them anything. We are assuming that Germany will beat South Korea. This is a big. This is an assumption that the whole world is making. South Korea could definitely come out and prove us wrong. They could pull up the biggest upset because that would be an even more upset them losing to South Korea than them losing to us. Um, and they could still somehow manage to go through. But at the end of the day, you need to realize that you count. On yourself, we hold our own destiny in our own hands. No one can take that away from us. We're not relying on any other results but our own. And I think that is very important if you realize. Yeah, it's definitely important. It's definitely important. You know, you know, today in today's press conference too, you know, Tom Tom tweeted out, you know, that Chicharito wants everybody to to imagine amazing things, you know. obviously, you know. It's, it's said it's said a little differently, you know, but um, in Spanish, you know, not necessarily. Say it how it goes. Imaginémonos cosas chingonas. Yes, exactly, exactly what what Ivan said. But still, I mean, I mean, th- this team has came out and, and played. You know, you know, a lot of people can say, you know, look back at at the friendlies. You know that these these guys didn't really look look ready. You know, there were still some problems to be fixed, and then you know, you know, a lot a lot of critics too get smacked in the face because we come out and beat Germany one zero. And then we go out and play a good game against uh, against Korea, and all of a sudden we're two we're two wins in and six points. And you know, not a lot of people probably expected that either. We're in the driver's seat now. We really are. Now we need to go out there and keep proving that point, keep proving those haters wrong, and keep proving the world that Mexico is not this small kind of footballing nation that the rest of the European kind of people see it as see us as. And we have Sweden, who I think is going to be much, much tougher than Germany in the sense because they're going to be going out for more. Uh, great stat by our guy, uh, our good friend Leva. He said he was looking at the starting 11 for Sweden, and it looks like everyone in their starting 11 is 5'10 or taller with a defensive line at 6'2 or taller. So what does that say? That one, they're I mean, tall. <laughs> One, they're tall. I mean, it's, it's, let's get right to the first point. They're tall, but that also means that, you know, we, we have to be smart on how we play. We can't force crosses in. We can't think that we're going to beat them on a corner kick all the time. They're, you know, there'll, there'll be an exception here and there. But I think our best bet, and I think this is the bet that we've been using for the whole World Cup is keep the ball on the ground. Keep it at your feet. Move it. Move the ball. String the ball around. But don't kick it in the air. Don't don't start playing kickball. Don't start dividing the ball. Don't try to start forcing passes over the, you know, over the head. Just play 
small, simple football pass, touch and go, touch and go. Once you do so, once you can get into a rhythm, and once you get Sweden running around, you're going to find open spaces, and that's when you put in that killer ball. But always keep it on the ground. Always keep it on the ground because the aerial battle, six times out of ten, I promise you, we're not going to win it. I think I think I was looking at stats, and I think over the over the first two games Sweden has, I think they've had seventeen corners compared to us. We've only had six, and so you know, you, you look you look at that, you know, and you know, pretty scary stat. But you know, you can also look at it a different way too, you know, in a sense, you know, especially whenever we had it against against Germany, you could say, you know, well, well what's one thing you notice whenever Germany had a corner kick? They're usually about two or three guys sitting on top of the box, and that's and we got them on the counter. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, our finishing wasn't pretty. You know, there was some there was some decision making that was questionable in the final third going forward too as well. But you know, th- it's also a point to look at too as well. You know, we can also hit Sweden on the counter if they if they're going to fill the box in, fill the box up too as well. I love the fact that you're bringing up the counter attacking because here comes my next question: How is it that we play against the Sweden side? We know that they're desperate. We know that they're going to come at us. Do we give them the liberty to and give them the ball, soak up the pressure, and get them on the counter attack? Or do we go toe to toe and play? You know, do we go out there and press them high? You know, and 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 try to make them uncomfortable. Have let us dictate the play by us having the ball. What do you think is going to be the game plan coming out? You know, whenever Sweden look at the first two games, you know, obviously, you know, one thing that they're going to notice is that's that seems to about all we know is to push is to is to push forward and attack. And, you know, and they're, they're seeing our defense is shaky. They're seeing that too. And so, you know, I feel like we're going to have to come out and try to find that balance between being conservative and being aggressive. I feel like if we can find that right balance in between, you know, I feel like we can we can dictate this this game. We can hold that possession and find a couple of goals and put it in the back of the net. Okay, okay. Hey, yo, shout out to Alex Francis who just wrote, <laughs> Sweden defenders got like 40 pace on FIFA. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I and, and that brings up my next point too. It, it, it looks like their back line is not as fast as our front line. Uh, so, you know, shout out to Alex who, who who's pointed out, use and abuse that speed, correct? Just like we said against uh, Irwin Lozano, use and abuse his speed. This back line is not the fastest in the world. It's definitely going to get beaten out by pace. I think you look at how Miguel Ayun has been playing and the, how he's been running, and the, obviously no one's going to doubt how quick Chucky Lozano is. Uh, you use him and, and, you, and you use it wisely, um, whether that be on the counterattack, whether, like you say, we, we, we go and we warn the attack. It, it, it just varies. And, I'm worried. I'm I'm really worried that we, we we let Sweden on the ball and we try to soak up that pressure. In no way in the opening minutes can that be your play. Even if you have an advantage, knowing that they are they are the ones who are obligated to score and and win, and you're okay with the with the tie. I, the moment you start realizing, and the moment you give yourself kind of that freedom, is the moment you let the opposition get one above you. If we start off the way we've been starting off and we go and we press and we get them and we make them uncomfortable, we're doing the high pressing. We don't let them play out the back and, and, and we force the mistakes in their in their half. That is when that is the Mexico that I want to see. And that is the Mexico that if it, they come out and they field out that strategy, we can definitely see this Mexico side come out victorious. The most important thing for Mexico, and I think the key, the key to Mexico's victory is get an early goal. Get an early goal, manage the game from there, and you'll see how things open up, and, and, and it just makes life a lot more easier. Yeah, yeah. You know, to be honest, we're going we're gonna to see a physical game. 
you know, I'm just worried about it getting too physical because we got two important players sitting on the yellow card right now, and we don't need to lose those important players if we're going to make it to the next round too as well. Uh, I, I, the only one that worries me more is uh, Hector Moreno. Um, he's a defender, he has to go in for those challenges, and the way that the defenders have been playing, they've been throwing everything out on the line. Um, and and who's to say that he goes in for a fair, clean challenge? The Sweden player makes a little bit more of it. The referee gives him a yellow when maybe he didn't deserve it. But I mean, th- these are opportunities, these are chances that you risk as a defender. It re- it really is going forward, and you know that's that's the way I see it. I feel like this is going to be a physical game because you know obviously you know you know these players are tall. And everything so you know it's going to be a battle in the air and also on the ground you know towards each other too as well i think i think our holy trinity that's been going on top which is chucky uh chicharito and layun with of course vela behind them uh if they can link up if, if they could get that ball moving and they can run circles around this defense mm-hmm. literally Definitely. so yeah, it, it's just it's like i said just finding that balance you know because you know you I feel like Mexico knows that they got the six points. You know, I feel like they're confident, but not too confident going into this game too as well. And so it's just it's just finding that balance between being conservative and being aggressive. Because obviously, you know, you see the defense. The defense has been really shaky the past two games. And you see the attack. The attack's been doing really good stuff, you know. Obviously, aside from the fact that, you know, finishing's a problem, a couple mistakes in the final third decision-making. But still, I mean, you got to find that balance in between, I feel like. And I think that perfect balance that you're talking about is our midfield. Mm-hmm. It is Guardado, is Herrera, is Vela. Whenever he has the ball, it's it's they work so well. They they keep this structure so well, um, and I think that's important. Remember that word structure for tomorrow. Keep that structure. Keep that line exactly how it's supposed to be. And I promise you, Sweden's gonna have a hard time getting past it. You know, it's it's important that these players realize that they do have an advantage, but they can't fall back on it. They have to create their own winnings in this sense. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about who we think is going to field the, 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 the pitch. And from there on, maybe we can discuss a little bit more about what each player's role is going to be. But in the end, I think every single player, whether you start or you're coming off the bench, you need to go out there with 120% determination that you got to get the victory. There's no exceptions. None whatsoever. It's really not. Everybody's got to bring it, man. Everybody knows what's on the line, and so you know they have they feel that confidence. They feel that that need to go out and represent their their country, you know, their people. And I feel like they're to come out and do that. So I talked about the best case scenario, which is us getting an early goal because that opens up a whole bunch of doors and that opens up the, the Sweden defense and and the Sweden team by a lot. Um, but I it like Leva said, it's uh, defensively they're very well. This this Sweden side. Um. I mean, you saw how 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 they held off Germany with ten men, mm-hmm. and they they held off. They also held off uh, Italy to get to the World Cup. So it's important that we don't concede. We cannot concede. We have to keep that clean sheet. I want us to walk out of this game tomorrow with a clean sheet. Like for me, that's a must. But mm-hmm. you you can't give them that liberty. You can't give them an, a goal, especially an early goal, because they're like like Leiba said, they're gonna they're they're gonna sit back. And defensively, they are so hard to break down. Mm-hmm. So tough to break. So it's important. Whatever player feels that knows that they cannot give anything away. We talked about Germany having the perfect matchup. We need to have this perfect match. It's against Sweden, too. We need to have a perfect match again. We need to be solid in all, in all fronts 
whether it's from the defense to the attack. Once w- once you can get that through your head and you can execute that, I promise you that the result is gonna come. Yeah. And and, and I see, and you see these players and you see the way things are going. I I I think it's phenomenal that 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 they have such a high confidence in themselves and in any in, in each other. I think that's more important in each other. They they play as a team. They they've come and they've grown as a team. And against Sweden, you're gonna have to put it all on the line, and and get that result, which is like we said, for us, a result is a victory. It's not a draw. You gotta go out there. You gotta win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these guys want to go out there and win, and I know they can win. They they they're full with the confidence to win. I think so. I I I, I completely completely agree. So. Let's talk predicted lineups, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit more about in detail about what else this Mexican national team needs to do in order to get a victory against Sweden. Dylan, as always, give me your uh, give me your starting eleven. How many rotations are you putting in? I'm putting in one one rotation, and it's going to be Edson now and Hugo Ayala in. I, I really I really think that's going to be the case for me. Um, obviously, Carlos Sacedo back at that right back position. Then so just putting in Ayala right there at the center back position next to Moreno. That's it. Mm, I really think so. Um, I really don't see not, nobody else. I mean, I could be wrong. You know, I, I feel like there's going to be a little bit more since it was like a, a four day, four day period between the games. But I feel like he'll stick well, with. Stick with to be to be honest, is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday's already game day. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I. I I feel like he's going to stick with the same 11 that's been working. Agreed. Agreed. If, if, if I'm thinking exactly like that, I, your lineup is exactly what I would come up with. I think Edson does hit the bench. I think you're trying to be a little bit more defensive, and Ugo Yala proved himself very well against mm-hmm. uh, against Germany. And why not against Sweden too? Now, and we remember, we, t- we talked about the Sweden back line being extremely tall. Um, so question, because Christian pointed out in the group chat, uh, would you start Chicharito or would you start Raul over him, knowing that he's much taller, more much more physical of a presence? You know, Raul does bring that physical presence, you know, like you said, Ivan. But at the same time, I feel like Juan Carlos Osorio is going to stick with Chicharito no matter what, because I feel like you know this is this is your guy. You know, uh, this is the guy that's been showing a lot of emotion. You know, especially you see it against Germany too. You know, not not just the fact that they won too, but you see it in just in, in the national anthem too, as, as as well. Whenever the fans are there and everything, so you know, I feel like this guy's going to bring the passion. I feel like this guy is going to bring his heart. You know, one hundred twenty percent, like you said, no matter what. Okay, I personally would maybe start Raul and and see what the first four to five minutes do for him. I, I it's it's if, if we're trying to go for aerial battle, if you're trying to get physical, if you if you, but. On that same note, you could easily bring Raul in to close out the game like that. Yeah, those, so fresh, I, those, those fresh legs really make a really make a difference. So I could see either or working, either yeah. start him, let him play his game, or bring him on when you're trying to secure that victory. And it's like you got twenty twenty five minutes left. Bring on Raul. Let him kind of be that kind of estorbo in in uh, up top. I could see that working either way. So I, I I think we have some 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 great uh, substitutions within Raúl uh, Raúl Jiménez. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, man. So 
I agree with you. I, I, I think the lineup is going to be Chicharito up top and everyone else we just mentioned. Uh, another important game for Lyon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say this because you have their main man kind of drifting towards that left-hand side, which is Forsberg. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to come out. He's going to try to do his thing. I think he's the one man that you're going to have to neutralize. You, if you, we were able to neutralize Forsberg, um, I think we neutralize Sweden's creativity. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So, you know, cut him off. Try to give him as little bit of space. Don't don't man mark him. And and I, I'm not a big fan of man marking in in situations like this. I think, you know, whoever is closest to him, make sure you stick to him, and just track off. Just 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 track off and then track back on whenever he he, he gets the ball. Whenever you see he's in the open space, and and I think just. You know, and I think Lyon is going to be a very important player because he's going to have to come keep going back and forth, back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. The guy must have lungs of steel because if he, he's done it twice for 90 minutes. Um, yeah. And then we're really going to need him to do it again for another 90. But I think he's going to be having a very important game. I think Hector Herrera, I, I, he he needs to be like, like, uh, like they say in the group chat, Herrera needs to be the factor from the start. He needs to kind of be the the guy who's kind of moving things around. And don't get me wrong, Vela can do it as well. And then I expect Vela to do a little bit more though in the final third. And and I think Hector I think needs to bring the ball up, needs to get it from our half onto their half and then kind of lay it off to the attackers. Um but I think yeah if if, if we're talking about important players, I think Herrera, Layun and uh, and and Chuck Lozano are, are are my three people to go to see how it is that these three impact the game and how they can uh, kind of open up the match for us. Yeah, yeah, that, that Herrera Guardado partnership right there in the midfield is going to be key. Um, like you said, whenever I was mentioning the fact that we need to find that perfect balance in between being conservative and aggressive, you know, because uh, it's one thing you know Juan Carlos Herrera likes to do is to be aggressive and he likes to attack. But at the same time, too, we know that our Backline is shaky, so you know, gotta find that perfect fit right there in between. Would you be surprised if we drop Vela and then we stick in a center defensive mid instead? Um, no, I mean, yeah, I know, in, in a way, in in a, I mean, I can see that happening too. But I mean, in a way, I guess you could say I could be because I mean, you you have you have the likes of Guardado, probably. I guess you could say a little bit. Uh, more than Hector Herrera doing that already, but you I don't know, know. I, I guess because look, it's 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 no surprise Sweden are gonna come out with their four four two. You know, it's how do you neutralize them? That's the big question because yeah, you have two strikers up top now. Remember, you know that means that each center back is gonna have kind of their own Chambelan to 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 kind of worry about. So if we drop in a center defensive mid, then that allows for. This for a center, for the center defensive mid to kind of drop in and kind of relieve pressure from either or the center backs, you know. <laughs> Edson, <laughs> yeah, I mean, perfect. Edson would be perfect. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it would be too. And 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 he, I I I think it just, I could see it happening only to neutralize Sweden in 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 the midfield and up. I could see that happening, you know. Yeah. But I mean, and would would. would what do you have going on in your head about maybe anything potentially new coming out from Juan Carlos Osorio? I mean, other other than what you said, man, I, 
uh, kind of like what Alex uh, Fran- Francia said. At this point, we need to stick to our eleven that we have. You know, I just, I just feel that way. You know, I, just, I just feel like we need to stick with stick with what we've been working with. You know, other than that one change, you know, having Hugo Alaya come on for Edson Alvarez instead. Really, I don't really see nothing changing. Really. Okay, and I'm fine with that. I, I am a hundred percent get that chemistry going. Get those same players playing. It's it's important. It, it really is important to be to play week in and week out, or in this situation, game in and game out, with the same players. You build chemistry. You build, you know, it's it's exactly what this sport is meant to be, you know. Yeah. And um, and I hope, and I really, really hope that there's not that much changes. Um, I think that Ugo Yala one for Edson is perfect, and if not, then I have no problem with Edson starting at right back either. Yeah, I. Don't- I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, we'll all find out in the morning too. I mean, I mean, yeah, at, 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 I mean, at this point, you know, regardless of regardless of us seeing one change from from Germany to South Korea, I mean, it's it's really still unpredictable, if you ask me. Yeah, because Juan Carlos Oro could just automatically put in like a whole different eleven. Yeah, and then you'd be like, "Well, that's Osorio." No. <laughs> 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 You know, but no, like, um, no I, 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 you know, bless that man's heart. I mean, for what he's gone through, and for people to start cheering his name mm-hmm. all across the stadium against Korea, um, it makes you reflect a little bit too. Because there's been times where you know we've we, we've talked about it, we've wanted him gone, and uh, for him to come out and, and and be able to do this and and prove a whole nation, he, mm-hmm. he really is. He's proven a whole nation wrong. And uh, bless that man's heart because he is leading us to to glory. And, really is. And I, I would I, I take back a lot of what I said because he's proven us wrong. And at this point, you know, you gotta you, you gotta keep going with your manager. Yeah, and you know these, these players trust them. The players got confidence in him, so it says a lot. Because I remember I remember last time whenever uh, we we talked before. Uh, the Germany game, you know, you said, when was the last time we had the players back the manager and trust the manager? I mean, because you didn't really see that with Piojo, to be honest. Mm-hmm. No, so, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you're seeing it now, and it, 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 means, it says a lot, you know, to, it's, uh, about the players, too, whenever they back the manager. Exactly, exactly. So, I think we can agree. Mexico, if they field out the 11 that we expect them to field out, they need to go on the attack. They need to bring the game to Sweden. We can't rely on just relieving the pressure, soaking up the pressure, and then trying to get them on the counterattack. I think at the end of the day, you you go out there, you play your game the way you've been playing. You don't give anything up. You don't give in. You go at them. You make them uncomfortable. You make them nervous. You press them high, and you get that early goal. And I could, I could definitely see this team walking out with that victory. Mm-hmm, definitely, too. Definitely. Uh, Leva pissed off a little bit about Argentina advancing with one point. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all of you guys who have been in the commentating in the in the live chat. Sub to uh, sub to Cuauhtémoc Gonzalez who says sub Ivan and Dylan. What's up to you, my friend? Uh, sub to Leva. Sub to Christian. Sub to Carlos. Sub to everyone. Thank you guys for tuning in. For all of you guys who are watching. Um, and yeah, dude, nervous, nervous for tomorrow. You know, we're, we're a couple hours away, and I, I, I have a feeling I won't be able to sleep tonight. 
Um, me on the other hand, I'm 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 nervous, but I feel confident at the same time. Yes, I'm I'm, I'm confident in, in the sense, but it's just it's 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 nerve wracking because you know there's so much on the line. Right, right. But really is. we're confident. We're confident here at the Eagle Eye Podcast. Now it's time for everyone's segment: the predictions. Dylan, what is your prediction for tomorrow against Sweden? Uh, I go two one win. Two one win. Now. I, I have to look at this. And as much as I want to say 4-0, as much as I want to say 4-0, I need to be realistic. I need to be – and if I analyze everything and if I'm looking at, at, at how things have, have been going and, and if I look at Sweden's defense and I look at how attacking-wise we've been, if I have to go a little bit more conservative on the results, I think I'm predicting – I'm predicting another four nil. Mexico's gonna walk out, and Mexico's gonna get those four goals. We're gonna get Charito on the score. We're gonna get Chucky Lozano. We're gonna get Layun his goal, and then we're gonna get a surprise goal from Hector Moreno or Carlos Salcedo. You guys heard it here first on the Eagle Eye Podcast. Make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter because as soon as all those four goals go through, I'm gonna run around the office with my shirt off. I like it, man. Leva over here saying two nil to Mexico. Christian saying 3-1 Mexico. So, you know, I, I mean, we're feeling confident. I mean, there's no point. Obviously, you're feeling confident, too, with your 4-0 prediction again. <laughs> I'm going. I, I, I'm saying it. And, and I, I, I thought about it. It crossed my mind all day. I was doing the numbers. I, I looked like that meme with the, the guy from the hangover just kind of doing all the numbers on the side. And, I, you know, I, I got to go 4-0. 4-0 tomorrow. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we're we're confident. Um, I, I I I like the team. I like the spirit. I like the way we've been moving. I like the way that things have been going. The fact that we were just kind of getting all this momentum. We're pumped up, but we have our feet grounded. I think that's the most important part. I, I, for me, it's even though we're on cloud nine, the boys have been able to stay grounded. They they they've 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 kept their feet on 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 earth. And they, they, they know the task ahead of them, and they know what they have to do. They, they're they not getting ahead of themselves, which is important to me. Yes, yes. I mean, these players these players are really looking forward to it, too. These players are ready to go out and represent the country of Mexico, too. So, you know, despite a lot being on the line, too, you know, these guys are ready to come out and play. What is it that you just wrote? Why did you put Rafa? Is No. I would, I would like to excuse his 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 comment on there. For those of you who are listening through uh, iTunes or SoundCloud, we're 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 commenting back and forth with the people on the live chat. This is what why we always encourage you guys to come out whenever you guys can to to the live chat. Um, but no, this where is the delete button? No, okay. Now we're getting on 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 terms. You how are you gonna say Melitón is better than Ochoa? You know what? We are we are running through technical difficulties. I'm gonna leave that up to spam. Um, but at the end of the day, let's go back to topic before we run on a big old tangent. Um, I think tomorrow as a unit, as a whole, the team will go out and they will give it, give it their all that I am certain of that. I am certain of. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, like I said, we walk out and and get everything going, going our way and, uh, and, and look at the fate and, even if things get tough, just stare into the face of adversity and come out on top. That's important. Esteban Mendez with Mexico 3, Sweden 0, and Chicharito with the hat trick. 
Okay, now Labor put Conejo Perez over Cho, and that's just bringing back bad memories of 2010 for me. So I think I'm going to get off the podcast now. Um... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This is good. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, oh, no. Christian wrote Navarrete over Ochoa. No, you're killing me, boys. You're killing me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, just just uh, let's, let's let's get it going. I I'm confident in this team, and uh, I also want to give a huge shout out to every single Mexican supporter out there in Russia. Absolutely making it seem like every game is a home game. Uh, for those of you who are out there in Russia or know of someone who's out there in Russia, text them. Say you know what, big ups to you because uh, I I know the team loves it to have so many fans to have that kind of atmosphere. I I I I can't believe you know you hear it over the screen or, or you know over the TV how loud it gets the, the cielito lindo when it comes on the himno just all the ruckus that they're making and then all the it seems like it's a festival at times you know as much as it is on the pitch uh so shout out to everyone who's out there in Russia and if you're in Russia and for some reason are listening to this podcast let us know let us know we we we'd love to hear from you but at the end of the day, I think uh, I, I I know I saw it. I saw it. Don't don't. <laughs> how how am I gonna explain this to the people who are listening over over iTunes and, and SoundCloud? That's okay. I'll, I'll explain it to them. Why are they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're still going on the whole who's better than Ochoa thing that they're climbing me on. But uh, but yeah, I, I shout out to them. And uh, at the end of the day, oh my god. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we uh, we 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 are confident and uh, and we're definitely ready to get things going. Now I'm gonna give this small little segment off to you guys because you guys keep telling me someone put labor put Caballero over Ochoa. No, my guy, no. <laughs> you guys, oh my god, you guys are killing me. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. We always uh, we always like interacting with you guys like this over Twitter too. Make sure you guys follow us at, at Eagle Eye Pod. Uh, Dylan uh, and I don't usually do this, but uh, where can they find you on Twitter? At uh, dyl underscore j fourteen. Alrighty, and then if for some reason you guys want to follow me, you guys can always find me at Ivan Pineda eighty three. Because in the description. Oh, it's in the description too. You know what? It's just on there automatically. Uh, I guess I set it up a long time ago. Like I, I, I don't even remember. But we're we're completely off tangent now. This is this is horrible. <laughs> he, he, but but you forgot the Moses Munoz over Ochoa one. Oh yes, yes, yes I forgot the uh, Guatemoc uh, Gonzalez said Moises Munoz over Ochoa. I don't know. My heart, my heart is always gonna be in Ochoa. My my Ochoa wig is somewhere to be found. I I, I forgot where I I threw it. Um, but uh, it, it's here somewhere. If not, I'd, I'd I'd have it on. Um, make sure you guys do go back to the last episode. You know what? Once we go on into the next round, I'll I'll have my Ochoa wig ready for you guys. Wait. Just to just to point out, just to make a just to point out a uh, ah, prove a point out to all of you. <laughs> oh man. my wedding, but. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're running to the end. I that we have one little quick six segment and uh, just a bit of Club America news. Dylan, you want to announce to the world what uh, what's been going on? Roger Martinez has been announced as our new number nine player. Excited for this. Let's see how this goes. Um, 
there was there were some players that were shortlisted, you know, players approached, which you know, some weren't really wanting to come to the club. Some were waiting for after the World Cup. Um, the news about De Jong, uh, he wanted too much money. Last time I heard that was for Villa Escobar. He wanted a little bit too much money. I don't think the club was really willing to pay what he wanted. So, yeah, it's what it's what it's what I understood at least. Let's see what uh, let's see what he does. I, I know a lot of us are, are, are want to quickly come and judge and say why him so young? Why not get someone like Luke the Young or whatever? But uh, let's let's just give him a shot. That's I, I think that's all we have. And uh, oh my God, Leva, <laughs> get off the pod! I'm calling the police. Leva just put Viva Chivas. After I was gonna give him the award for the best uh, commentator for putting uh, Ochoa over Neuer. Now he put Viva Chivas, and now I'm in my fields. Thank you. I'm kidding, but, you know, come on, Leva. Come on. Could have waited a little bit after the pause was over. But you, oh, again, I'm getting off on a tangent. <laughs> uh, let's just let, let's not be so quick to rush things. And uh, you know what? Uh, let, let's, let's give him an opportunity. He wore that number nine jersey, and kind of from the angle from the back, it, he kind of looked a little bit like Silvio Romero. So that uh, – that that kind of didn't bring me much pleasure, uh, but we'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll we'll have a lot more to talk about when the season starts, of course, uh, which will be in a couple of weeks. Less than a month, really now. It's oh, it's ridiculous. Um, wow. Well, we'll definitely yeah, have you guys covered for all of that and much, much more. But right now, we're focused on L three, as you guys know, it's the L three edition of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Uh, but with that, I think. That pretty much wraps it up. Let's uh, final words from you, Dylan, and on Mexico, Sweden. Just, just, I'm confident, man. I feel I'm feeling good, actually. I'm feeling good too. I'm confident. Jersey's ready to go for tomorrow. I'm ready, and uh, let's go. Let's do this. Come on, boys. Four nil. Let's take right. it home. Let's take it. Let's take it home. All right. So, at the end of the day, we're confident here, and. I, I I I don't know how to kind of you know tip this off, but you know, come on, let's go, let's do this. I, <laughs> we can do it. It's it's it, I know it's it's Sweden and everything, but we're Mexico, and that should be more than enough of a reason. Si so, se puede. Si se puede. Hashtag it. Nada nos detiene. All right. Well, I think with that said, it's been episode 25 of the Eagle Eye Podcast L3 edition. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed it. Again, as always, make sure you guys do follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes because if you guys, what for whatever reason, miss out on a show, you guys can always find us and take us on the go. And without further ado, Dylan, thank you so much for coming on the pod as always. No problem, man. We'll be doing this again soon. We will. We'll, we'll be back uh, Thursday. Thursday, yes. We'll be back Thursday, same time, same channel, same everything. So all of you guys, make sure you guys do come back. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about all this whole Chivas, America, Navarrete, Corona, all this stuff that's going on in the live chat. We'll definitely address everything again uh, come come uh, come Thursday. Hopefully we're on, a, we're on a happy and brighter note. And by then, we'll definitely know, uh, you know, who will, we, who will be playing in, in the next yeah. round. Thanks oh, so much. Put, <laughs> oh no, Esteban, come on! Like, you know what? Whatever, I'll take it because Dylan, Dylan's one hell of a guy. So uh, I'll take that. I'll take that. So uh, again, 
Thank you. Thank you, Dylan. Uh, thank to everyone who came out for the live chat. I know for those of you listening on SoundCloud 19, they have no idea whatsoever what's going on. Uh, but we do, as always, encourage you guys to come out and watch the live show. But as always, uh, thank you again. Make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter at Eagle iPod. We'll have so much more updates. And without further ado, I'll see you guys very, very soon. We'll see you guys Thursday, and we'll have hopefully much, much better news. Until next time, guys, take care. Hasta la próxima. And as always, take care. Vamos, Mexico. And imagínense cosas chingonas.